You're listening to the David Bumble Networking Podcast. Very good day interviewing a lot of Cisco engineers. We discuss all things networking, CCNA, CCNP, CCIE, Python, automation, the books, the exams, the future, your career. Another long day at Cisco Live. We talk to the authors, the experts, the leaders, and people like you and me. David Bumble coming to you from Oxford in the United Kingdom. Now, here's your host, David Bumble. Hey everyone, I'm David Bumble. If you don't know me already, and I'm in my sound booth or sound cave, if you like, here in Oxford in the United Kingdom. I'm on a call with Chuck Black, who's a good friend of mine. He's based in Southern California and um, obviously has better weather than I do. And we're live in Menifee, California, straight <laughs> from the home of Chuck Black, esteemed but dodgy software developer speaker on topics he knows absolutely stinking nothing about and yet puts on a good face such there a liar you you're such a liar your right there see, such a liar um <laughs> take me out to california nope that's good i'm just uh, i'm just commenting on how fabulous the weather is here and how uh pathetically dismal and drab it is where you live but go ahead. Let me say, Chuck, the weather's not too bad today, but um, but agreed, it's mostly much worse where, where I am. Yeah, it will be close to 100 degrees Fahrenheit where I am, so it will be hot. I pay for it in the middle of the afternoon, but it's very nice in the morning and the evening. Chuck and I met a few years ago, and the relationship has kind of been like this since then, one joke after the other. He made, when I first met him, he made a made a really funny joke and I won't share it um, at this time but since then it's been a bit of a back and forth. So we met Chuck when we were both working on an SDN course. You were working on a developer course for SDN developers and I was working on a SDN course for network engineers. So tell us a bit about yourself Chuck. What have you been up to over the last few years? Uh, well, even going back before then, just so people know, I am a software developer by trade. I got my bachelor's and master's degrees in computer science and started working in 1981 uh, writing software uh, in, in early systems programming languages, L-like languages, then eventually Pascal, C, C++, Java, etc. And recently... I have been involved in SDN, as you say, David, and I've also uh, been developing courses on um, learning how to become a Python programmer. So that's kind of what I've been doing. We met, as you say, uh, in that SDN course, you were doing the content for uh, the SDN controller. I was doing the content for developing applications on top of that SDN controller. So Chuck, before we go any further at all, I've got to I've got to see your an example of the patterns that you have because uh, you you've always told me about these patterns, but I I've never seen it. So you've got like fifteen <laughs> patterns, is that right? What, what what is that? Well, uh, you know, you shouldn't be impressed with the number of patents. Where I used to work at a major company, uh, there was kind of this patent uh, mindset of mutually assured destruction, where if your company builds up enough patents and that, that your competitor's company builds up enough patents, then you won't sue each other. And yeah. so 
uh, we were encouraged to patent the stuff that we did. I was um, fortunate enough to work in research and development. So we were figuring out new ways to do stuff. And so they encouraged us to do patents. And uh, so, yeah, um, I mean, just uh, so you get a general idea here, this patent that I'm looking at right here is from 1994. And it has to do with uh, how to discover the topology of the network. In fact, it's called determining physical topology across repeaters and bridges in a computer network. So that shows you how old it is. It's a mixed shared and bridged or switched. This is before switches environment. So this was kind of a pre predecessor to what became CDP. Oh, wow. So a buddy of mine uh, and myself figured out a way to do this um, using multicasts and the packet would have to traverse the network and we would listen for those and use the information in order to build a layer two topology, which nobody did at that point in time. We're only beginning to do layer three topology. Um, so yeah, that was kind of fun. And then another one that was kind of fun is, is about, uh, was a little bit more recent. As you can see, this one is from, was granted in 2012. Uh, we applied um, network access control technology to building a data center product that would help you to track and automatically configure your VLANs and uh, access profiles for uh, VMs or devices as they got vMotioned or whatever across your networks. So that's historically been a problem. It's one of the reasons that, that SDN came to be in the first place, right? You can't uh, keep track of those MAC addresses uh, and manage the forwarding of them automatically in the networking world, like you can easily move VMs around to different physical servers. So uh, we used basically a radius-based approach that we had done in a network access control product. Uh, you know, a lot of things, This here's a tip, a lot of really uh, cool new technologies come about simply because you take something intelligent that was done in one domain and you apply it, apply it to a different domain. And then it's yeah. like, wow, you do a mashup of things, right? Like uh, in the U S we have Zillow, which is basically just putting together real estate listings with mapping. And then you get those together and you suddenly have the ability to look on a map and find homes that are for sale and how much they cost and what the prices were, et cetera. So, um, yeah, that's basically what that was. It was taking a technology that we developed um, in one domain and applying it to a different domain. So I've got, I've got to ask you this because uh, that first example you showed was like a, you said it was a, it existed before CDP or LLDP, yeah? like a layer two discovery protocol. Is that right? Correct. And you, yep. you guys made that. Uh, well, we we found a solution to the problem. It wasn't CDP. When I, when I left um, building network products for a short while, and when I came back, CDP was there. And I kind of, you know, my forehead was red for sin. You know, why didn't we do it exactly that way? That would have been a good way to do it. But we were doing it in the world of repeaters and, yeah. you know, two-port bridges, not the world of switching. So... CDP is definitely better way to do it, but we, you know, in the absence of anything like CDP, uh, we did something that is roughly similar. Basically, we coerced devices to emit packets 
And then at the other device, we listened for where uh, those packets were heard. And it actually probably determining the topology itself was a little bit more difficult because it required a lot of recursive programming in order to uh, traverse the, the tree that was very um, bunched at the moment and eventually get it to spread out into this big hierarchy through recursion, recursive programming techniques. But it was fun. But you, I mean, that's, was, that's really cool. So in other words, you did stuff before CDP even existed, but you continued to develop stuff. And now you've, you mentioned SDN, which I'm assuming is software-defined networking. Um, yep. And you, you've developed products in that arena as well. And you even wrote a book on that, didn't you? Uh, I did. So we developed a couple of applications um, for training and uh, for actually our product at Talak Networks that used OpenFlow in order to do network access control. Uh, during the course of that time, um, one of the guys who was a, a main contributor to our company had, has a PhD and he wrote a book on wireless technology. And he said, hey, do you want to write a book on SDN? And uh, basically everybody else in my company stepped back <laughs> and I was the one left standing there. And so I said, sure, I'll do that. And so, yeah, we have this book. Uh, it's called Software Defined Networks, The Comprehensive Approach. It attempts to be a vendor neutral uh, survey of both technology and the business environment for software-defined networking. And so, uh, you know, we wrote it in the first edition came out in 2013 or 2014, probably. The second edition probably released in 2016. So it was popular enough, I guess, to have a second edition. It's mainly designed to be, uh, it's like a, you know, a graduate level textbook on networking and software-defined networking. Um, and a number of universities are actually using it for that. SDN is very fluid and dynamic, as you know, David. We were there in the early days where yeah. it was pretty much open flow, and that was it. Since then, uh, you know, Nasira got bought by VMware, and the whole overlay-based SDN became prevalent in data centers. Since then, Cisco has uh, seen some of the networking, you know, power getting pulled away from them through this SDN thing. So they promoted the idea of, uh, you know, using existing legacy protocols to do SDN-ish stuff. So we cover that in the second version of that, of that book. And we go into, you know, what part does open daylight play? What part does and frankly, in the whole thing that Cisco did, that's one of the reasons that that Cisco Python course came into existence is Cisco is retraining their workforce and their customers towards using Python. And so uh, a lot of the SDN-ishness in that arena is using Python applications to do SDN type things. And my buddy at Cisco, um, who, uh, you know, we went and did hackathons in China and the U.S. Um, he actually wrote tons of code to do SDN stuff in Python for Cisco. So, yeah, that's an example, you know, especially if you're a networking guy, Python seems to be the go-to language. 
Yeah, it's interesting because, I mean, like you said, we started when we were developing those SDN courses, OpenFlow was the rage. It was like OpenFlow is going to change everything. But since then, it's kind of moved on to more like a programmability automation type thing. I mean, the term SDN is so watered down, could mean anything. But like today, you would you would advise people not to, well, correct me if I'm wrong, would you advise people to learn OpenFlow or would you advise them to learn programming languages like Python? Uh, well, that's a setup because I just, <laughs> you know, we just created this Python course. So of course I'm going to say Python. If people are involved in networking, I would say the first thing you need to not understand, and this is going to be important for your development, is understand all the different definitions of SDN and what they are. Yeah. So you know, whether you get that through my book or you look at videos online uh, that I've done or maybe other people, it's not a unique idea. To understand the different types of SDN, whether you choose to go into OpenFlow or uh, using NetConf, let's say with Python, or doing overlay technologies with VMware um, or Microsoft or whoever, or if you just do automation, which is like a fourth type of SDN, um, Python is going to be prevalent in all of these. So you're uh, understanding what it is that you're going to be uh, doing and or if you're being asked to figure out what should you do, understanding all of the different definitions. And I would say most likely you are going to be developing in Python. In the early days, David, as you and I know uh, with the controller that we worked on that was OpenFlow, applications were typically written in Java and they ran inside the SDN controller because yeah. it evolved out of graduate students at Stanford and uh, Princeton and in China and, and elsewhere. And they were all software developer PhD students, right? So they could write whatever language and writing it in Java inside uh, Java JVM was the cool and interesting thing to do. As it got more broadly accepted, whether this is OpenFlow or NetConf uh, API type stuff or whatever, uh, it became apparent that most of the SDN development by people outside that small circle of developers at university was going to be done outside the controller in a language like Python. And so, uh, you know, that's where you see most of the application development being in SDN is outside the controller using the REST APIs that the controller provides and using a language such as Python in order to accomplish your goals. So I'm, I must say this, Chuck, um, just for everyone's benefit, Chuck is one of the most humble guys I know. Chuck is really experienced and you'll learn more about Chuck as we go through this call and subsequent calls, <laughs> but Chuck is extremely humble. Um, and it's that it's fantastic to be able to learn from someone like Chuck. So I mean, Chuck, I must mention this, you know, personally, the guy who wrote the Onos controller, is that right? Uh, yeah, so I worked with this guy, Thomas Fuchuska. He's a really, really cool guy, um, a great software developer. He worked uh, with me at my former company, Hewlett Packard, when we built uh, the controller there. He went on to do the, the Onos controller. Uh, now they're moving on to other types of controllers. Uh, he was chief architect on that. He, I suspect he'll do the same uh, for the future. Um, I have no insider knowledge of that though. But yeah, so you and I both know Thomas. Um, 
Chuck, you mentioned something where you said overlay SDN and you said OpenFlow SDN and then you said Python was the fourth SDN or something. So just very quickly, what are these so-called four SDN definitions? If you just give us the names or, and I mean, they can people can read more about that in your book, I'm assuming. But what are sort of the kinds of SDN camps that we have? Yeah, I don't think the fourth one that you mentioned there, I even go into in the book, but I might have, I can't remember. But basically what happened uh, around 2012 when everybody jumped into this SDN thing is SDN went from being OpenFlow based only yeah. to also including overlays, which are prevalent. This is, we're talking data center overlays using Mac and IP tunneling. It's like VXLAN, like yeah, sorry to interrupt. Here. Go ahead. Sorry, sorry to interrupt, VXLAN, is that right? Uh, VXLAN, uh, NVGRE is what um, Microsoft used for a while. Stateless transport tunneling, those are all examples of Mac and IP um, tunneling, that's correct. So, so that's the second one. And the third one would be kind of what got us in when Cisco, I'm sure Cisco would say, you know, at the behest of customers such as AT&T, uh, Deutsche Telekom, et cetera, um, although it does happen to favor Cisco, and that is the idea of using existing networking devices with existing networking protocols and just making them more automatable, meaning you can write programs to change static routes more easily or change rib entries more easily or change the way that MPLS uh, label switch paths get configured. Um, all of that is stuff that's done in the third type, which I call API-based. So you have OpenFlow-based, overlay-based, API-based, which, as I mentioned, is better for legacy stuff. And then the fourth one on these is what some a lot of people are doing, and some of uh, the people that I actually taught um, SDN application development to uh, in Europe, one of the guys... Um, He's actually a huge proponent of automation being the way that we are going to move forward in this SDN or, you know, whatever you want to call it, SDN or whatever realm where you basically automate tasks that used to be, have to be done manually. And so you're using a programming language like Python. You're perhaps using tools such as Ansible, maybe even Puppet or Chef. Or perhaps you're making use of the fact that a lot of devices these days can you will allow you to run an application inside a container on that actual networking device. Oh wow! So you can uh, write a Python application that runs inside the device. Now you're in a walled garden, right, where you are protected from really screwing things up in a major way. At least there, that's the hope. Uh, but you could have that uh, agent that's running in there listen for communication from your automation program that's running elsewhere and take action based on that. So, you know, there's, and then there's the whole world, you know, of uh, P4 companies like Bare, Barefoot Technologies and stuff like that that are um, pushing the boundaries of the way that networking is done. So... I mean, all I, what I get from this is we're going to have many, many calls because I'm assuming, and I'll open it to the audience, send me uh, tweets on Twitter, questions that you'd like me to ask Chuck during these calls. But I mean, you've mentioned a whole bunch of terms, a P4, 
um, barefoot networks you've mentioned all of these protocols so hopefully if you don't mind over the the coming weeks and months we can we can jump into perhaps some of these but um i think the focus is mainly going to be on python and software development um, in in most of these calls but i'm getting a lot of people asking about you know what is sdn what should i learn um so it'll be great to you know get your input on all of those sounds good Thanks for joining us on today's podcast. Be sure to visit David's YouTube channel at David Bumble, where you can subscribe and watch all of his videos. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Or if you simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. Catch you next time on the David Bumble Networking Podcast. All the best. Take care.